Entrepreneur on Fire 634. Mix a little inspiration with perspiration and a dash of Entrepreneur on Fire. Now you have the ingredients to success. Here's the master chef, John Lee Dumas. Did you know that at lynda.com you can watch video course content on your computer, laptop, or mobile device? Get access to the entire library free for seven days by visiting lynda.com slash fire. That's L-Y-N-D-A dot com slash fire. Protect your family, protect your future. For special savings, visit LegalZoom.com and enter promo code FIRE in the referral box at checkout. LegalZoom was developed by top attorneys to provide self-help services at your specific direction, but they're not a law firm. Legal help is furnished through vetted independent attorneys. Entrepreneurs near and far, John Lee Dumas here and I am fired up to bring you our featured guest today, Melvin Poe. Melvin, are you prepared to ignite? Absolutely. Yes. Melvin is the founder of the Asian Entrepreneur Magazine, the world's first business magazine that facilitates the Asian startup scene. Having achieved major readership figures throughout Asia, the Asian Entrepreneur has become the leading Asian startup magazine by interviewing hundreds of diverse and influential entrepreneurs and startups based in Asia. Melvin, I've given our listeners just a little overview, so take a minute. Tell us about you personally, because we want to get to know you, then give us an overview of your business. Well, first things first, John. You know, I find it very funny that I'm here today, because uh, to be honest with you, I've never really intended to be an entrepreneur at the outset. And, you know, that is to say that this wasn't something that I set out to do uh, actively. In fact, I spent the most part of my life training to be a corporate lawyer, So, you know, I've really, you know, it's something that's really came organically. You know, I've always been a person that's, that sees opportunities in many things. So opportunities for growth and change. And in Asia, I saw such an opportunity. The Asian entrepreneur for, for me, it really came from this thought experiment of, you know, what if we were to give Asian entrepreneurs a platform? to contribute, to share, and to access one another's entrepreneurial insights and the curiosity of what we could achieve out of that. And I personally believe that many things that we could actually learn from this because Asia is such a relevant place. You know, it's a very much uncovered scene, a scene that's been growing at an exponential rate, especially if you take into account the immense population, you know, the growing GDP and the substantial capital power in many parts of Asia. But what is most valuable, I think, about this scene and what we can all learn from it is that, you know, Asian entrepreneurs, in my opinion, they encounter many difficulties because in many parts of Asia, there isn't a widespread culture and practice for entrepreneurship, which not only creates many cultural difficulties, but also real social and practical difficulties in pursuing entrepreneurship. So, This is really a lesson that I believe is not only relevant to entrepreneurs in Asia, but everywhere, because here we truly have a scene where you as an entrepreneur will encounter all sorts of imaginable and existing difficulties in starting, managing, and even developing your own startup. Therefore, you know, if there's anything you can learn from Asian entrepreneurs, it's most likely everything. And this is what we do every day. And this is why we're so excited about the Asian startup scene. 
It's an exciting place to be, Melvin. I'm glad that somebody has taken up the torch, you specifically, and is really yes. lighting the way for entrepreneurs in Asia. And what's really cool for someone in your situation, Melvin, is you can kind of see the future in a way. You can look and see what has worked and what hasn't worked with what you're doing right now with the Asian entrepreneur, with yes. Entrepreneur Magazine, Fast Company, Inc., all these great magazines that are doing really cool things. You kind of have this nice little future mapped out for you. But Kind of the scary thing for you, Melvin, is, and what I'm a little bit excited about is mm-hmm. how fast Asia is growing and how quickly you guys are overtaking the other parts of the world. Pretty soon it's going to be flip-flops where I'm going to be like, yes, I can see the future <laughs> through Asia and we're playing catch up now, but I'm fine with that because I have the ingredients to have to make success here in the US. So uh, it's going to be a pretty interesting next decade or so, wouldn't you think? Yeah, I agree. But actually, if you were to really examine examine the scene, even though we are seeing uh, immense growth, especially in the startup scene and now much more the startup culture, it is still, comparatively speaking, very behind um, in many parts of Asia. And, you know, I've really looked at this. There aren't established frameworks and, and institutions that are conducive for startup growth. So hopefully these things will change as, you know, now it's really picking up. But as, as you've said, rightly so, the, there are an immense amount of resources and opportunities. And one key area, one key industry that's really growing overall in terms of you know, Asian startups is you know, what I've seen, mainly from what we've done, uh, is the F&B industry. So food, food and beverage, Ooh. essentially. But hopefully we'll see much more uh, in the years to come as well and much more exciting startups. Hopefully, you know, uh, kind of like the Silicon Valley culture as mm-hmm. well, growing in, in Asia. Absolutely, because what really needs to happen for a really thriving startup scene to, to take place is a lot of venture capital money needs to be made available, needs to come That's in true. with people who are willing and excited to take risks for rewards in different ventures. So I'm really excited to track that progress, Melvin. It's going to be exciting for you to really be that person who is basically sharing that track along the way, how that journey is progressing through the magazine. And we're really going to do a deep dive, Melvin, into your journey because it's been a fascinating one. I mean, you could very easily right now be in a corporate lawyer in miserable, let's be honest. I mean, I went to law school. <laughs> I know that route very well. I see, yes. But before we dive into your journey, Melvin, as an entrepreneur, I want to start with a success goal because here at Entrepreneur on Fire, we really like to get that motivational ball rolling early. So take it away. John, there are many that I've applied in my life. But the one that stands out, it's not really a quote, but just a principle that I've always had and something that I've gained through the years. And for me, I'd sum it up as something like the the price of entrepreneurial success really is the combination from hard work, dedication and perseverance. And the reason why I say this is that many people today, they they tend to believe that the path of entrepreneurship is, is an easy path. Now, many assume that with entrepreneurship, you can take the easy approach. And now, in other words, they think that being an entrepreneur is akin to being a boss, being able to work at your own leisurely pace, which isn't true, especially if you really want to succeed here, because it does require you to apply the best of yourself to the task at hand. It really does require you to fully exude yourself. You know, it is this approach that produces results. The danger, I think, and this is a danger that I've kind of faced as well. It's, it's, it's easy to forget that um, this, because unlike working in an established organization, 
or you know, with established structures, you are really ultimately accountable to yourself and no one else. So sometimes we may slip. So it's so important to to stay dedicated and you know work hard. But why dedication is equally important is because I believe today we live in a world that is full of distractions. You know, we are constantly distracted in our personal lives. But this also applies to many entrepreneurs and their entrepreneurial journeys. One minute they're working on a startup, you know, something interesting. Then the next minute they see a new opportunity somewhere else and then something else piques their interest. They jump into something else. And then in the end, in totality, what remains is a bunch of unfinished projects. So, you know, something could have been better developed if we were to only show enough commitment, focus and dedication to it. And it's very understandable because naturally, if you work at something long enough, you're only going to further develop your acumen, improve your efficiency and your results over time. So being dedicated is also equally important. But most important of all, um, what I hold in the highest regard is perseverance. And this in a way ties to what I've just mentioned, because at the end of the day, you may encounter many defeats. But you must never be defeated because it doesn't matter how slow you go on the path. It's just don't stop. And with that drive, at least for me, I've been able to go very far. Uh, I've sold my first business two years ago because of, you know, persevering throughout, even though at one point it wasn't profitable. So this is something that I think it's very important. Melvin, weapons of mass distraction lurk everywhere for entrepreneurs. It's really important that we find something that we really can sink our teeth into and then focus on that to completion. You really need yes. that follow one course until success mentality. That's where we've seen our past 600 guests on Entrepreneur on Fire find success, Melvin, is through that focus, that putting those blinders on and just really lasering in on what is working for them and not having those those bright, shiny objects that are popping up everywhere distract them. And there's just a lot that I took out of that, Melvin. I mean, you as an entrepreneur have had some successes. You've had some aha moments. You've had some failures too. And we're going to talk mm. about all three of those today. And one thing that also you have experienced is hard work. You know what it means to succeed. An entrepreneur, like you said, is not just somebody that becomes a boss to work at a leisurely pace. No, it's, it's very demanding, yes. I mean, let's share with Fire Nation right now. It is 1 a.m.-ish over there in Asia that you're staying up to make this interview happen because you realize the benefit of doing this and sharing your journey, your story with our audience and the fact that sometimes, you know, you just need to go that extra mile, work a little bit harder, a little bit later to really get things rolling. And I couldn't agree more, John. Absolutely. Yeah. I commend you for that, Melvin. So let's really do a spotlight on your entrepreneurial journey now, Melvin. And we've given some great overview and aerial beliefs about entrepreneurship, but now we're going to get specific. And first and foremost, we're going to get specific on a failure. Tell us a story, Melvin, that time in your life that you failed. Bring us to that moment in time, Melvin, like really have us be there with you when you failed that moment in time, and then walk us through the lessons you learned. Well, I'll be very honest with you, John. I think I've had a few failures, but one of my very first first failures that that I've experienced, I think was a very important one. And it was to do ultimately what I took away from that was the importance of differentiation and value. And now one of the very first few startups that I was involved in was to do with uh, consumer goods. So we were essentially selling a bunch of different things, including clothing, accessories and whatnot. But it ultimately failed 
to secure a competitive advantage in the market because, in my opinion, at the end of the day, it failed to offer a product that was differentiated from other competitors in the marketplace. It was a very well-planned business, I thought. It was well-invested and it was well-executed. And to be honest with you, I put in a very large amount of money. So, you know, I thought it was something that was going to succeed. But uh, in all honesty, it just didn't offer something different that was already existing on the marketplace. And that failure really taught me a very important lesson. And that is that you should always keep your customers or consumers at the forefront of your considerations. And the, the ultimate question is not how good your business is or how good your business plan is or how well-designed your product is. It is ultimately how do you actually give value to others? How do you actually add value into the lives of, of others that have not already been added? So that experience has really taught me to be really value-driven in everything that I do. It was such a painful failure, as I've said to you. You know, it was heavily invested. But well, Melvin, looking back on it, like, what's something that you could have offered your customers that could have differentiated you from the pack? Well, it was a very competitive market, so um, there were many alternatives on the market itself. So it was very hard to really to really offer something different unless we were ready to, for example, because what we were doing at the time was essentially clothing and accessories, so fashion. So I think the only real way to succeed there was to obviously probably present a better design product, product that had real substantial brand value to it as well. So the way that we approached it was not good enough, in my opinion. We just didn't put ourselves in the shoes of consumers. So that was the main reason why I think we failed. Yeah. So a couple of things that I'm pulling out of here, Melvin, is first and foremost, Fire Nation, develop your USP, that unique selling proposition. Totally, yes. Find out what makes you unique as an entrepreneur, as a company, as an offering of your product and service. And as you're developing that USP, Keep your customers at the front of that business plan. And how do you do that effectively? Well, you reach out to them. Those first couple customers are gold. Hey, sir, ma'am, how did you find out about us? What are you struggling with? What do you like about this product or service that made you buy? And honestly, please share with me, what do you dislike about it? What is something you wish could be a little bit better? And keep tweaking that USP as you get more customer feedback as you go forward. So those are the two things that I really pulled out of that struggle in your life, Melvin. Break yeah. it down for Fire Nation into just one. If you could just give us one takeaway from all those golden nuggets that you shared that Fire Nation can implement today, what would it be? Do remember that value is really the ultimate thing here. How do you actually give value to others? How do you actually make a valuable impact to society? And that's the real thing that distinguishes you from, from everyone else. I think you know, even in terms of what we do today, we're constantly asking ourselves, is this actually valuable to others? Is this actually something that people want to do somehow improves their lives in, in terms of perhaps entertainment or any other sorts of value? Value is probably the most important thing that you should keep in mind. Love it, Melvin. So let's take Fire Nation on another journey now. Let's take them to the other end of the spectrum. And Tell a story, Melvin. Really take us to a moment in time when you had this idea, this aha moment, when this light bulb, Melvin, went off in your mind and you said, yes, this is Melvin, this is me, this resonates with my authentic self. You've had a lot of them, Melvin, but tell us the story of one and the steps you took to turn that idea into success. I think the most 
aha, successful aha moment that I've had was when I was still in law school. Uh, back then, I was also an entrepreneur at the time. So I was an entrepreneur. I was in university. So I, along with many collegiate compatriots, met a very big obstacle, I would say, a major obstacle. And that obstacle was to do with funding. I think specifically collegiate entrepreneurs, they lack the competence, at least I did, and understanding and leverage to secure favorable funding for their startups. So it was during then that I realized I had an aha. So here's a space where I could actually contribute. And eventually with that moment, I, you know, I, I started to think of a way to somehow basically find a way, a, a way to secure better funding for entrepreneurs. So we started to essentially build a private equity network for collegiate entrepreneurs. And that helped. And with that, we helped many entrepreneurs secure funding whilst mutually helping private and institutional investors secure investment opportunities. And it was quite successful because eventually we sold this business to a Melbourne-based investment group. So that was the real successful aha moment for me. You know, I saw this this need and basically instead of waiting for something to happen, I made it happen myself. So Melvin, I'm taking a lot of things out of this. One thing is a great quote by Gandhi, which is, be the change that you want to see in the world. You weren't seeing the actual result or the opportunity or the project or the service in place that you wanted or that you felt like was needed out there in the marketplace. What did you do? You went forward and created it. I mean, that's the exact same story of the birth of Entrepreneur on Fire. I wanted a seven-day-a-week podcast for me driving to work every single day and driving home and going to the gym. And just like me, Melvin, you took action and you decided to be that change that you you saw was needed in the marketplace. So Fire Nation, always keep your eyes open. Always keep your ears peeled. What is a change that needs to happen in the marketplace and why not be that change? And that's very true, John, yes. And Melvin, break it down for us again because every time you tell one of these stories, you share so many great takeaways. And I always just love to have Fire Nation hear from you the one takeaway that you want us to walk away with. The real chance you have for impact is really when you consider the needs of others, what other people need, what's non-existent. And again, kind of relating to what I've mentioned earlier, how you can add value, how you can actually do something valuable. And this is something that I think drives successful entrepreneurs as well. So this is something that we should always, again, keep in mind. Basically, seek out um, seek out the needy. So Melvin, I want to bring things forward to present day because you're working hard. You're seeing some great growth right now at your company. There's a lot of different things that are happening all of which are exciting, which are time-consuming, which are demanding, but of course, you're driving towards that goal and there's a lot of fun to be had in doing that. Share with Fire Nation the one thing, Melvin, that just has you most fired up right now. I would say the future, John. You know, it's, it's incredibly exciting, in my opinion, to be alive today in this day and age because we're seeing rapid developments in technologies that are changing the very ways that we live today. So for our line of business and media, the development and the diffusion of smart handheld devices and the proximate integration of the internet data and connectivity into our personal lives have presented innumerable challenges and, of course, opportunities that will fundamentally change the way we develop our business. So, you know, when we started out pursuing the Asian entrepreneur, 
as a traditional print magazine. That was what we wanted to do. But now we are transitioning to focus much more on the digital experience and the modern means of data distribution. So, I mean, consider this, John. Kids today are practically born with hand, smart handheld devices. Yeah, there's something I love saying, Melvin, is that to kids that are born these days, an actual traditional magazine is a broken iPad. It's really funny. In fact, recently I went to Toys R Us to buy my baby niece a birthday present. <laughs> and uh, at the baby's aisle, they were actually selling toy iPhones and, right. and tablets for babies. And really consider this. They are the next generation of consumers and readers. So they are born into this culture, you know, with this expanding culture and, and the technologies. Uh, those of us involved in media, and, uh, and I'm sure other industries as well, we have to consider changing our approach as well. And for us specifically in media, what this means is not only greater means of distribution, but more importantly, an undefined but yet potentially unlimited means of reaching our audience. So it's no longer a game of magazines per se, but a question of understanding current culture and utilizing the right innovative technologies to add value. And this is what I'm most excited about. So Melvin, we're about to enter the lightning round. But before we do, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. Planning for your future is important. I don't have to tell you that, but I know firsthand that there's a lot on your plate when you're building your own business. It can be easy to forget important steps like protecting your assets with LLCs, S-Corps, trademarks, and more. Insurance, financial planning, yep, that's also your responsibility. Wouldn't it be nice if you had a single place you could go to for all the legal help that you can trust? Someone who can provide you peace of mind that your finances are legally protected. Great news, it exists. LegalZoom has been helping clients for over 13 years, and their services are developed by some of the best legal minds in the country. Visit LegalZoom, and they'll take care of you from start to finish. For special savings, visit LegalZoom.com, enter promo code FIRE in the referral box at checkout. LegalZoom was developed by top attorneys to provide self-help services at your specific direction, but they're not a law firm. Legal help is furnished through vetted independent attorneys. So that's LegalZoom.com, promo code FIRE. Personally, I work from a desktop computer 99% of the time. I know I'm probably in the minority when it comes to online business owners because a huge benefit that comes with being an online entrepreneur is that you can work from anywhere you want, a cafe, a beach, or a cabin in the mountains. If one of these is your favorite spots to get things done, then you're likely working on a laptop or some type of mobile device. It's pretty incredible that we can still have everything that we need available at our fingertips, even video course content from lynda.com. Whether you're looking for video courses that cover Adobe Creative Cloud, MS Office, or QuickBooks, lynda.com can help you stay current in an efficient and productive way. I'm excited to share the special offer that I've worked out with lynda.com to give you Fire Nation access to the entire library free for seven days. Visit lynda.com slash fire today. That's L-Y-N-D-A dot com slash fire. Melvin, welcome to the lightning rounds where you get to share incredible resources and mind blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Yes. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? I would say the fear of failure. It dominated me. What is the best advice, Melvin, you've ever received? This was actually an advice from a professor of mine, and it is always be adaptable. 
And the only way to last in any business environment is to always be flexible, be ready to change your strategy, be ready to take the uncomfortable path, be ready to make considerations that usually won't, because if you don't, someone will. There's a lot of great advice within that one. Be adaptable, Fire Nation. Be ready to adjust when you get feedback, when the outside economic climate changes. Be ready to adjust on the fly. And that's really true. And as easy and as expectable as that sounds, a lot of entrepreneurs and business owners, they're still very stubborn and in a way quite ignorant to changing environments and circumstances. You know, often it is the source of your downfall. I mean, consider BlackBerry as an example. And just think of all the other traditional industries like radio, like television, normal TV that are just seemingly so slow to adapt to what's going on right now. It's those entrepreneurs that are getting out there and those companies that are really making the changes and are seeing these exponential results. And Melvin, share one of your personal habits that you believe contributes to your success. I think always be critical. And this is something that is in a way hard to do as well because sometimes you really need to question yourself even if you're enjoying success. Sometimes you can be really caught up in success that you fail to consider other ways, other strategies to perhaps uh, better your results, to better your business. So this is something I think is really important. Be critical, be analytical at all times. Consider it. Perhaps you have a competitive advantage, but consider ways to sustain it as well. Couldn't agree more, Melvin. That's why a lot of people ask me, John, why don't you just outsource your editing? Just send it off to somebody else. You can be doing other things. I don't want to take away that being critical of myself aspect. When I go back and edit these interviews, Melvin, I'm not going in and making these wholesale changes. I'm actually going in and critiquing myself as a broadcast host, figuring out ways that I can get better. Little ums and ahs, you knows and likes that I can take away from how I talk to make it a better sounding interview and how I can engage the guests better, et cetera. So Fire Nation, what is that thing that you're doing right now that you probably shouldn't outsource because you need to remain critical to also be maintaining that competitive edge. And Melvin, do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with that you can share with our listeners? Indeed, actually. The, the resource that I would share and really encourage entrepreneurs to utilize, I believe they already utilize, would be Kickstarter. So for those of you that don't know, this is a crowdfunding website which entrepreneurs use in hopes of acquiring funding. But for me, it really is a great classroom because you see all sorts of entrepreneurs and ventures on it with a variety of pitches, plans, and execution. So you can really actually learn a great deal from it, especially from those that do attract substantial funding. So this is really a site that you should be that you should frequent if you're serious about entrepreneurship because you really get to see a broad range of entrepreneurs, those that are successful, at least you know those that attract funding. And it really gives you an overview of, you know, the different styles out there. Absolutely. I'm such a believer, actually, in studying people in Kickstarter and Indiegogo that are doing successful launches and having a lot of great success from what they're doing. So much so, in fact, that I did an interview series, Melvin, of 10 interviews with successful Kickstarter campaigns in Fire Nation. You can find that series at The Great Business Experiment Kickstarter. Just Google that. It'll pop up. It's, all, it's in iTunes right now where I interviewed 10 successful founders of Kickstarter campaigns that went on to meet their goal and then quite a bit more. 
And Fire Nation, you can find the links to this resource and everything that we've been chatting about in today's episode at eofire.com slash Melvin Poe. Melvin, if you could recommend just one book for our listeners, what would it be? It would be The Black Swan by Nassim Nicholas Taylor. I think it's a fascinating read about basically society today and the different sorts of uh, black swan type entities. So organizations and companies that actually create you know, substantially influential products. So this is definitely a read that I would recommend others. It was actually recommended to me by my friend, which I had a pleasure of reading. So definitely check that out. Well, Fire Nation, I know that you love audio. So if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audiobook like this one for free at eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. And Melvin, this next question's the last of the lightning round, but it's a doozy. Right. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? I think with the knowledge and the experience that, that I have from yesterday, I would definitely go into my own startup, so the Asian entrepreneur, much sooner and avoid most of the obstacles that I've, I've faced because you know, in the beginning, we face a lot of obstacles. We face sure. a lot of, you know, failures and downfalls. But eventually, over time, we got to where we are today. And definitely, if I could start over it again, I would definitely avoid those. So, Melvin, I just want to thank you on behalf of Fire Nation for being so inspiring, so open and honest today. Give Fire Nation just one parting piece of guidance. Share the best way that we can find you, and then we'll say goodbye. I think the parting word of wisdom that I would give would be take action. You know, understand that it's only you and no one else that can make your aspirations come true. Understand that the road ahead may be hard, may be difficult, and you know, maybe you'll get hurt along the way. But I remember someone wrote this turn your wounds into wisdom and your stumbling blocks into stepping stones. Ooh. And with that, you will slowly, but I know surely get to where you want to be. And that's the final thing that I would say about this. Love that. And Melvin, how can we find you? So you can find me basically through The Asian Entrepreneur, uh, where we as well, you know, kind of like EOF, publish um, entrepreneurial stories every week. And um, this has been a great pleasure. Thank you, John. Well, Melvin, Fire Nation is well aware. They can find the links to everything of value that we've been talking about in today's episode, your recommended book, resources, contact information at eofire.com. Just type Melvin in the search bar and his show notes page will pop right up. And Melvin, thank you for being so generous with your time, your expertise and experience. Fire Nation salutes you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you, John. Take care. Fire Nation, is it time to monetize your podcast? Join me for our free live podcast workshop every week where I share the top eight ways to monetize your podcast. Visit podcastersparadise.com to grab your spot today. Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite. 